Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hayes. Superstar. Superhuman. Collie Bottelite. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The finals kick off tonight, and I thought this would be a really good opportunity to go back and have a listen to part of an interview I did with the Canberra Raiders assistant coach, Brett White, at the start of the year. Now, this interview, of course, goes through his whole career, and then the last 10 or 12 minutes, we focus on the Canberra Raiders. Now, this interview was done in February of 2020, so this is before coronavirus was a thing, essentially. We'd heard about it on Facebook. We'd seen it, you know, overseas, you know, in little... You know, little pieces on the news, but no one was scared of it, and it was no threat to us at this point. Now, the Raiders' season would be turned upside down in a matter of weeks, and this is sort of what people forget about the Canberra Raiders this year, is that their preseason was extremely challenging from the very start. They had the Curtis Scott incident, then they had the bushfires down there, and that caused absolute havoc. If you remember all the smoke at the start of the year and everything, it meant their preseason, they had to move it up to the Central Coast. So they essentially had a little taste of COVID before it started. Yeah, They had to move their entire camp up to the Central Coast. It was a really disrupted preseason season for the Canberra Raiders off the back of their their controversial grand final loss last year. Now, this is a chat that I thought, this little bit where we talk about the Raiders, it was really interesting in hindsight, looking at, you know, they faced a heap of challenges in the preseason, but it would be nothing compared to what they had to face in 2020 as far as the coronavirus goes. I mean, here are the Canberra Raiders. They're having to travel a couple of hours to get to a home game on a bus. It's just been a really tough year for the Canberra Raiders, and they're sort of, you know, the New Zealand Warriors have had it tougher, don't get me wrong, but for me, the Canberra Raiders have had it the second hardest out of all of them. It's been a really tough year for Canberra, and looking at this interview in hindsight, really interesting, especially now that John Bateman's leaving the building. You can hear Brett White. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let him tell you about it, but the what, what Johnny Bateman brings to the Canberra Raiders, it's like what Sonny Bill brought in 2013. It's like what a Ben Kennedy brought to Manly, what a James Maloney brought to every club that he walked into. They are really going to miss him next year, and it's going to be a huge loss for the club. I hope you enjoy this chat. If you want to listen to the rest of this podcast with a champion bloke in Brett White, scroll all the way back through all my podcasts. It's episode number one of 2020. Let's kick it off. And I would say, someone's come across and give it to him, Brett White. to get your hands off me, halfback. Ross will get up and right oh, goes bang. There he gets it. Gets him again. It's been a long journey. I think it's you know, nine years this year of being here at the club, and um, you know to watch it grow has been you know, it's been great to come along this journey and and to see that development. You know, watch these young guys like uh, 
you know, Josh Papali and you know, Jack White and you know, Jack's just re-signed a, a, a big deal down here and um, you know, to see a young guy when I first got here, he was you know, in the under 20 so to watch that development you know, for him to develop right through into a, a leader of our club has been, uh, you know, been a really really good journey to um, watch and, and learn and, and develop along with it. For sure. Tell me about your coaching role there at the moment. So I retired in 2014 and lucky enough, um, Ricky put me straight into a coaching staff, went straight into a coaching job. I you know, spent the first uh, 12 months doing a bit of um, the, the wrestle and a bit of um, uh, forwards work. Um, and then the next two years I had the under 20. So staff of some of the young guys coming through solely just in with under 20s. Um, and then 2018, I um, got promoted up as an assistant coach to the NRL side. First year, actually, I, I, I was on uh, looking after the attack um, alongside Ricky, uh, which is a really, really great learning for me. Being a, you know, not many front rowers, um, you know, you, you would imagine doing the attack side of things. So it was a bit of a bit of a shock and a, a steep learning curve for me. Um, but it was really good to be. Yeah, doing that alongside Ricky, he um, guided me through that. Um, you know, looking after the attack, and then um, the last year went across to um, the defence, and we had you know, Andrew McFadden um, come in last year, uh, and we both looked after attacks. So normally, you know, your typical head coach with two assistant coaches, and and one assistant looks after attack, one assistant looks after defence. But um, last year, you know, with our need to improve our defence. Both assistants were on, on defence and uh, I looked after the, the, the middles, forwards, the, um, you know, especially around the, the contact um, wrestle side of things. And Andrew um, Andrew McFadden looked after the, the edges uh, and a bit of the strategy and the tactics for defence. So a lot of work, you know, 80% of the team's work was defence-based. Um, so a lot of effort went into that, and you know, and lucky enough, we we um, we had a real big improvement in our defence, which was um, fantastic to see you know, all that hard work pay off uh, for the players. Um, you know, a lot of effort went into that, so uh, we had a had a real improvement in it. Uh, so this pre-season coming in, um, you know, we we want to make sure we maintain that, but we've also got to uh, you know, had a big focus on our our attack, um, getting that. That back up to where it was. Uh, more balanced this year uh, between the two, uh, but yeah, we, we feel really strong that our uh, our foundations there, our defence that we we built last year, you know, are still there. There's ways we can improve, and we've worked on that. But yeah, you know, really excited about the year ahead. You now off the back of last year, and yeah, you, know, you can really feel uh, amongst the players about you know the disappointments of the grand final last year that you know we went so close. Um, and we're in that fight the whole way um, and just fell short. But I think having that, it, um, it leaves a real hunger. And um, not actually, I shouldn't say not only the players, it marks the whole um, the whole staff, the whole club. You feel it, uh, you know, the, the fans and members, um, you know, they're all after it now. Um, you feel that energy uh, about you know, going that one, one better. Uh, so the pre-season been around that improving getting better um, and hopefully you now it's a long season we don't want to get ahead of ourselves we've still got you know, we've got to get through the round uh, week in week out for the NRL which is 
which is never easy in itself. But, um, you know, I think the, the club's really well positioned with, you know, a couple of recruits here with, you know, the additions of um, George Williams coming in. Um, you know, hopefully we can, we can go that one better. Tell me, like, when I watched that grand final last year, I thought, you know, the Raiders were in the arm wrestle for 79 minutes and 20 seconds, and it was just a 40-second lapse. That one set, Roosters took advantage of. Have you guys looked at sort of like overcoming obstacles like the, what you faced when, when the referee's decision came through? That's exactly what we've used to you know, fuel our pre-season. That, um, as much work as you, you can get to get better, um, you've got to be good under pressure and you've got to be good all the time. You can't, you can't have lapses. You can't, you know, even when things go against you, um, you've got to get on with your job. You've got to get your job done. You know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, six sets of defense in a row. You've still got to turn up. You've still got to get that tuck. You know, your, your role, you've got to get that done. Um, you know, the calls go against you. That doesn't matter. You've just got to, you've got to keep turning up. Um, that's what the good teams do. Um, and you know, having that happen to us on the big stage, it's a it's a great learning. You know, not only for this year, but I really feel for the players for years to come. That you know, hopefully that sits ingrained in them that you, you, you know, under pressure, um, you need to keep turning up, and need to keep getting your role done. I think it's something for me that that I found very special is that you know over the years we we've seen Ricky Stewart show up to press conferences and you know anything that sort of went against you guys refereeing whatever he would blow up but you sort of I saw a very different Ricky Stewart after that grand final and I also you know I didn't hear any of your players mentioning anything about the refereeing nothing at all and then you know when I heard that Aitman stayed out on the field longer to watch the Roosters get their trophy so that he but that feeling, it just feels like the culture that you guys have built is just massive there. It, it's, it's funny you say all that because, um, you know, it really is. It's a, it's a part of the, you know, what we try to ingrain uh, in the playing group is, is this thing, you know. When, um, and you're not always going to get things right when you do make mistakes in that. It's about owning it. It's about owning your mistakes or your errors or... Um, when things don't go right, it, it's it's really easy to to make blame or make excuses and that for the, the tough players and the and the uh, good players, good teams don't make excuses. They don't they don't let others dictate to them um, the result. Um, you know, we're all in charge of you know our own outcomes. But you know, don't use excuses. Just get on with it. Get the thing. Get your job done. I really hope. We ingrained in the group last year, and, and I, I really hope that sort of mentality is uh, part of the club as a whole going forward now off the back of last year. Just before I let you go, mate, just one last question. Um, I just want to ask about one player, um, Johnny Bateman. We talk about guys coming to clubs and changing the culture of clubs, whether it be Sonny Bill at the Roosters or Ben Kennedy back at Manly. I feel like John Bateman's sort of been that sort of player for you guys. Tell me what he brings to the table. It's... Um, he, he's just another. He's just another level. Um, mate, when he first come over, didn't know a lot about him. Um, he was quite, you know, he was one of those guys that just come in and wanted to earn his stripes early on. Uh, didn't do a lot of talking. Just got on with his job. But as he sort of earned those stripes from the training field, he he started to talk more and have more influence on the group. Once we started playing, that really come into come into fruition. And um, mate, 
when he talks, everyone stops and listens and everyone you know, takes on board what he has to say uh, because he he's he's one of those guys that he, he backs it up. He does it. He um, you know, he puts his body on the line. He competes. You know, he's he's um, when he does talk, it has so much so much influence on the group. So he's a he's a competitor. Um, he's a wonderful person too. You know, just one of those guys you you know you need in leading your team um, if you're going to be successful. Did yourself and Ricky Stewart know that he was going to be that sort of a player? No, I certainly didn't know he was going to be that sort of player. Um, like I said, I didn't know a great deal about him. Um, Ricky done more homework on him and probably got a bit of an understanding about his character before he came. But we knew you know, he'd been in successful sides in the Super League. Um, he knew how to win. Um, he was a good person from all the all the character references we had on him. Um, so, you know, you probably have to ask Ricky about that. He, he would have had an inkling of what he was what he was bringing over, but um, I certainly I certainly didn't. I didn't know, know too much about him. But um, you know, he's like I said, he's had so much so much of an impact on this this playing group, and was a big part of um, the turnaround last year into the we play, you know, and the, the culture of uh, the, the Raiders. Brett, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I'd just like to congratulate you on everything, you know, yourself, Ricky Stewart, the rest of the staff have achieved down there. The way the clubs handled themselves over the last three months has been unbelievable. Not many clubs would have handled themselves as well. And dare I say, Canberra, 10 years ago, wouldn't have handled themselves that well. So well done to all of you down there. Um, Hope to hear from you again later in the year to catch up on how Canberra's travelling in 2020. Thanks for having me on and uh, and all the best going forward. Thank you, mate. I'll uh, talk to you soon.